did you see all the words inside that passage of scripture that Paul is teaching us something? It's just such a remarkable truth about who we are in Christ. And when we, when we say that idea that, that our life with Christ is incomplete without a connected relationship to his church, this is one of the reasons why. Because God has given us these spiritual, godly, Jesus-based friendships and fellowships that we can build our life on. And one of the reasons why is because he has made us brand new. He's made us brand new. Take a look at, uh, at 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. Um, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And that's really the first thing I want us to see today is that Jesus has made you brand new. Everyone who has placed their faith in Jesus Christ, God has made brand new. Well, new in what way? Well, I, I, you know, I haven't had a new car in a long time, but I sure love that new car smell. Don't you like that new car smell? And you know, there comes a point with a baby where God takes the new, new baby smell away and replaces it with something else. But man, after a new baby is born, they just, don't new, don't new babies, just brand new, don't they just, isn't there just this smell that's just awesome? There's this new, and there's this newness to the life where, oh, it's just so sweet, they couldn't possibly be sinful or terrible or awful. And then it's three o'clock in the morning and it's time to feed them one more time and the new has kind of worn off. You know, there's just, isn't there something isn't there something special about new? What is it that Jesus in your life has made new? Well, I can think of several things. I think that one of the things God does in our lives as we become faithful followers of Christ, as we place our faith in him, he gives us a new way of thinking. He gives us new thoughts. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Jesus has given us a new way of thinking. He's also given us new words. He's given us new words. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart and praise to God. Actually, it's way better than that. John chapter 1 identifies Jesus as, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Through Jesus, your thought life can be new. Through Jesus, he is the word of God. Your words can be new. I've always thought that if I, needed, if, if I wanted to think better thoughts, I needed to find better words. And what better word to know? What better word to know than the word of God who is Jesus Christ? He's given us new thoughts. He's given us new words. He's given us new actions. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is just your reasonable act of worship. He's given us a new way of thinking, a new way of speaking. He's given us a new way of acting. He's also given us, now watch this, and this one may be really, really relevant for today. He's given us a new way of feeling. I don't know about you, but 2020 has been really tough for me and my family. You know, I stepped into 2020 expecting emotionally for 2020 to be challenging because my daughter is 18 and graduating from high school and moving out of the house and going off to college. I expected a kind of grief from that and a kind of excitement from that that I would need to deal with. I never expected that the world would shut down on March 15th. 
I never expected that our approach to ministry and our approach to our relationships to one another would have to change so drastically after March 15. I never expected that. I never expected that I'd be standing in the pulpit someday to look out to see so many people wearing masks. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. Um, I just, I never expected that. I never expected that COVID, I never expected that COVID would take the life of my dad. I never expected that. And you know what comes with that? (laughs) A whole world of emotions. None of them on the new side. None of them on the good side. None of them. And then I read Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 20. He will not unduly dwell on his days because God will occupy his mind with joy. And then I come across Isaiah 26, 3 that says, but you will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Jesus has made you, if you're a follower of Christ, he's made you brand new. He's given you a new way to think. He's given you a new way to speak. He's given you a new way to act. He's given you a new way, a new way to feel. He's also given you an opportunity for new relationships. It's actually in this passage. Look again at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He's given us the ability not to just be right with our heavenly father. He's given us the opportunity to be right with one another. To confess when we're wrong, to repent when we've been, excuse me, to con- yeah, to confess when we're wrong and to forgive when we've been wronged. There are relationships that you have right now that are broken that Jesus can make brand new. Why? Because those of us who have been forgiven much now have the capacity to forgive much, right? So what relationship do you have today that's broken, that needs to be healed, that needs to be reconciled, that needs to be repaired? Certainly, if you're not yet a follower of Christ, you need to be reconciled to God through Christ. But if you're already a follower of Christ, then there are people in your life that maybe, just maybe, that relationship needs to be and can be made brand new. He's given us new thoughts. He's given us new words. He's given us new actions. He's given us a new way to feel. He's given us an opportunity for new relationships. He's also given us an opportunity for new life. John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. You may feel, especially in this season of COVID, in this year of 2020, you may feel like life is odd or life is over. You may feel like that life is missing from your life. And maybe, just maybe, the reason you feel it that way is because you don't know Jesus Christ. Because you don't have a relationship with the God of all creation, the one who designed you and made you. Maybe it's because, maybe you're feel, maybe the way you're feeling is predicated on this idea that what you believe about the way the world works is built on, on something that's shaking and changing and not reliable and not sturdy. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And says you can come to the Father. And the way you can come to the Father is through Jesus. Jesus makes all things. Jesus is in the business of making you brand new. 
Look again at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at that one more time. Look in verse 18 and 19. Let me just read that to you again. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, in Christ, God was reconciling the world, world to himself, not counting their trespasses against us or against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. You see, that idea that God has entrusted to us through Jesus, the ministry of reconciliation, it means that Jesus makes right what once went wrong. So how hard is it for things to be new when everything's breaking? And how hard is it for everything new when nothing seems to work? And how hard is it for, for things to be new when it seems like I am just so proficient at messing things up? How can things possibly be new? Well, Jesus makes right what once went wrong. Here's what to reconcile means. It means when things don't line up, Jesus makes everything whole. That's what reconcile means. How, how do you feel today? Do you feel like your life is nothing but conflict and tension? Do you feel like in your, in your, in your workspace, in your school space, in your friendships, in your marriage, with your kids, with your parents, do you feel like nothing, nothing just seems to ever work because it just seems like there's always something missing from you or from them or from their life or from your life? Jesus makes all things new and he reconciles, he makes them whole again. And he's, he's willing, his desire, his heartbeat, the whole reason for his existence <laughs> was to do that for you. Jesus makes right what once went wrong. To reconcile means to make whole. And the next idea that, that we've got to capture is when we say he makes right what once went wrong, I mean that even while you continue to, rec to, to reject Jesus, you may be sitting in the room today going, yeah, that all sounds good. Sounds like all the church stuff I've ever heard before, but I'm just not sure I believe it. I'm just going to keep rejecting Jesus. Well, you know what Romans 5.8 says? It says that even while you sit in this room rejecting Christ, he loves you anyway. And he died for you. Even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The worst thing, you might even want to think of it right now. Maybe you don't want to think of it because it just puts you into the pits of despair. Consider the worst thing you've ever done on the worst day of your life. Just consider it for a moment. The worst thing you've ever done on the worst day of your life. Jesus can make that new. He can reconcile it and make it whole. And in the middle of the worst thing you've ever done on the worst day of your life, Romans 5.8 says that in the middle of that, Jesus loved you and gave himself for you so that you could be reconciled to God, so that your relationship with God could be made right, so that your relationship with others could be right, made right, so that your heart, so that your mind, so that your emotions, so that your will, so that your actions, so that all of who you are and all of you ever, who you ever will be can be made whole, can be made right. This is what Jesus has done for you. And this is what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21 teaches. Look at verses, uh, verse 20. Look at verse 20. We're going to read verse 20 and 21. Look at this. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Now, here's what, here's what happens. Because Jesus has made us brand new, 
And because Jesus has made right what once went wrong, he's now given you this incredible, this incredible purpose. Look at this, verse 20. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him who knew sin, who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Look at verse 20 again. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. You know, for every one of us, every one of you who is a follower of Jesus Christ, you are his ambassador. You know what an ambassador is, right? It's a brand, right? It's someone who represents the vision, values, and virtues of someone else. An ambassador is someone who steps into a foreign nation and begins to speak on behalf of his sovereign. An ambassador is someone who steps into a foreign nation and begins to speak and to represent the people whose nation he comes from. It's one of the interesting things about the way scripture works. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 tells us that our citizenship is in heaven as followers of Christ. Our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly await the coming of Christ Jesus our Lord. We in this location, every one of you who claim the name of Christ, you are his brand and you represent him wherever you go. How you doing? Do you represent him well in the words you use and the actions you choose? Does the way you feel about your boss, does the way you act towards your brother or sister, does the way you listen to your parents or your teachers Do you represent Christ well in those moments? Because as a follower of Christ, Jesus has made you his brand. He's made you his ambassador. Now there's something beautiful about being an ambassador. One of the things that's beautiful about being an ambassador, if I became the the United States ambassador to the Soviet Union way back in the day, or to the Ukraine today, or to any other country, one of the things I would get to experience as an ambassador, this would be so cool, is I would get to experience diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity is this really cool idea, and they have a real problem with it in New York City because the United Nations are there, and there are lots of ambassadors from other countries that come into New York City. And you know what diplomatic immunity means? It means I don't have to live by the rules of that country I go to. I have to live by the rules of the country I'm from. And so one of the problems in New York City is ambassadors from other countries in New York City, they'll just kind of park wherever they want because they don't have to follow the U.S. parking rules. And so they'll give them a parking ticket, but they don't have to pay the parking ticket. Why? Because if you're from Japan, you follow the laws of Japan. You don't follow the laws of the U.S. And you're an ambassador. You have diplomatic immunity. You can't be prosecuted for breaking the law of the country you're in, you can only be prosecuted for breaking the law of the country you're from. And you know what law I live by as a follower of Jesus Christ? The Bible says in Romans that Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. That's the law of this world. But my citizenship's no longer in this world. I'm free from the law of sin and death. The book of James tells us that now I live under the law of liberty. The law of liberty says because of what Christ did for me, I'm free to live righteously righteously with him. I'm free to follow after him. I'm free from everything that would hold me back from being exactly what God created me to be. What it really means is when it comes to the rules and the laws of this world, I just don't have to live by the world's rules anymore. I have diplomatic immunity. So do you. 
And I don't have it because I'm so good. I have it because my God is so great and he's given me, he's given me the righteousness of Christ. And, that's, and it's actually, it's so much better than simply diplomatic immunity. It's so much better than that. I, it's not just that I'm free to, to follow the laws of Christ and, and I don't have to obey the laws of sin and death anymore. What makes it so much better than that is now I can walk with Christ and I can represent him everywhere I go. I can step into a room and I can speak words of life and words of grace and words of mercy. I can commit acts of kindness in a way that's not selfish, but in a way that's focused on the needs of others and that brings glory and honor to God. I can do all those things. So can you as a follower of Christ. But here's what I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that in this room right now that there's two kinds of people. One kind is a kind that has yet to follow Christ. You have yet to place your faith in Jesus Christ. He has yet for you to make all things brand new. That last verse, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 is such a beautiful verse. For our sake, God made him, who, God made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. If you're that first group of people, then maybe the, reason, maybe the reason why you feel and think and act and talk and do all the things you do is because you're trying desperately to find something that I just showed you is right here in his word. The worst thing you've ever done on the worst day of your life, Jesus is ready to reconcile. He's ready to forgive. He's ready to make whole and make right. And so maybe you're in this room today and you simply need to surrender, to trust in him. To simply say, Jesus, I trust you. Please forgive me. Come into my heart and save me forever. Maybe, maybe that's you. But I bet there's another group in this room. And it's a group of us who have been followers of Christ for a long time. And maybe, just maybe, maybe the news worn off. And you know how you can tell? You know how you can tell the news has worn off? Well, it says we're ambassadors for Christ and we're imploring people on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time as an ambassador for Christ you spoke his name, you told his story, you shared the gospel with someone else? It's so easy to be distracted, right? Maybe the, maybe the new has worn off just because we're distracted. There's a lot of, a lot of cool shows on Netflix to watch. I'm just bored out of my mind. So there's a lot of cool games to play on my phone or on my new console. There's a lot of good stuff there to do. There's some sports has been weird, but man, I keep finding sports and I, sports to watch. There's plenty of sports to watch. I can go and watch that soccer game or I can go watch that baseball game or that football game. I'm just distracted. And when I'm on the field, well, it's soccer. It's not church. Why would I talk about Jesus at a soccer game? Why would I talk about Jesus at a baseball game? But you know what? You can because it's not just the words you use, it's the actions you use, it's the feelings you have, it's the way you represent Christ, not just in a room like this with an open Bible and a great song, it's how you represent Christ in the daily happening of your life as the new worn off. Maybe it's because you're distracted or maybe it's because, maybe it's because you're just not disciplined. 
maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to tell people about Jesus. Then it's like, I don't want to put that fish sticker on the back of my car because I know how I drive sometimes. So I don't want Jesus to take the credit for that. I get to take the credit for all those bad lane changes I make and the speed that I'm going and the number of times I get frustrated because somebody cut me off or things like that. I don't want God to get the credit for all my bad stuff. I want, to get him, I want him to get the credit for the good things. Maybe, maybe you're just not disciplined, but you know what? The Bible here says that God is reconciling everything, all of us to himself. He's making all things new, all things whole. Maybe it's not about your discipline. Maybe it's about your devotion. Maybe it's about the quality of your love for him. And so this morning, the easiest, best, most simple way for both of those groups of people to respond to the word of God. Whether you're someone who doubts or denies or doesn't really fully buy into this, but you know you need the new that I've talked about. You know you need the forgiveness. You know you need to be made whole again. The easiest way for you to respond to this is to simply surrender. Yes, Father, I surrender. I trust in you for the forgiveness of sins. I trust in you for life and for godliness. I just, Jesus, I just give myself to you. That's, that's, that's how you give your life to Christ. That's how he makes all things new. Jesus does something in you and through you that can't be explained because of you and all you have to do is just surrender. Here I am. And for those of you who perhaps the new has worn off and maybe you're not sure how well you represent Christ. Maybe your devotion is a little cold. Maybe your discipline is a little shallow. Maybe you're just distracted. You know how you solve that problem? You surrender. Hey, Father, in this moment, I say yes. If that means I need to walk across the room and talk to someone who doesn't look like me or doesn't act like me or doesn't, doesn't think like me, okay, God, I'll just go talk to him. I'm going to get used to awkward. I'm just going to introduce myself to people. And I'm gonna, as I introduce myself to people, I'm just going to tell parts of my story. And some part of my story is that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead and he saved me forever. And that's why I'm forgiven and so can you be too. I'm just going to tell parts of my story. I, I surrender, Jesus. In this moment, I say yes. And in the next moment, you know what I do? I surrender again and I say yes and in the next moment I surrender again and I say yes so here's what I'd like to invite you to do if I could ask everyone to just bow your head and close your eyes for a minute I'm going to pray and then after I pray we're going to sing and maybe just maybe if the new has worn off this altar is a place for you to be and if you're concerned about COVID or you're concerned about health and those things well maybe this altar is right there at your seat and you just need to turn around and kneel, or if you can't kneel, just sit down. Or maybe you just need to stand there and just say, God, the new is worn off. I confess to you, my devotion has grown cold. My discipline has grown stale. I'm distracted all the time. Father, would you please forgive me? I surrender to you. And if you're that person who needs to trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, then you can do that right now. As we sing this song, you can just simply pray, Heavenly Father, forgive me. I surrender to you and I would love to know that you've done that and so as soon as this service is over I'm going to be standing right here right down front if you place your faith in Christ today or if you have questions about that or if you want to know more about it I'll be right here during the invitation you can come see me after the service you can come see me or Joe or Misael or Keith or Jonathan or any of us who, who you know knows Christ we would love to talk to you about that but today whatever the case is recognize that Jesus has made you brand new.
and his heart and his desire is for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thanks for your word that encourages us. And I pray that you would help us to remember what it means that you've made us brand new. Pray that the new would, would never grow stale in our life because in the next moment, whatever you ask us to do, we would just say yes. If we've been a believer for 50 years, I pray that in our next moment, we would simply say yes to do to you. And Father, whatever you ask of the people in the room today that don't know you yet, I pray that you would introduce yourselves to them, that you would introduce yourself to them and that they would place their faith in you by simply surrendering and saying yes. We love you, Father. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.